Good morning. My, uh, my name is Mike, and I am a recovering people pleaser. Maybe you could say much the same thing, except adding your name in there instead of using mine. But growing up, uh, whether it was anything from sports to grades to behavior, I was your classic firstborn rule follower, a kind of sibling that younger siblings love to hate. Thankfully, mine didn't hate me. They just made fun of me. And so uh, to, even, even to this day, we, we, we joke and chide one another about the, those different characteristics we have. And, and uh, of course, they always say, oh, Mike, you were the perfect one. But I was not perfect, just I was a people pleaser. Maybe you can relate. And so today, as we close out the Burnless series, today we're going to lay aside, we're going to burn on the altar our need for approval. Our need for approval. And so I mean, we, we all love to be loved, don't we? We all want people to like us. We all want people to prefer us. We all want people to, to, to hang, want to be around us. And so we all like to be liked, right? And so do, do, do you like my idea for the sermon today? You okay with it? Do, do, do you like me? You, you approve of our, our, our sermon topic and where we're going to go? Do, do you like me? Do, do you like me? Oh, there we go. That's what I was looking for. Uh, I, I now feel so much better. <laughs> but may, maybe today, though, as you're sitting here going, Mike, th- 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 I don't have this problem. I could care less. I mean, pff, if people don't like me, it's just water off of a duck's back. And so, and so maybe, but I, I, I got a thing that you're, you, at some point, we all kind of have this feeling that we try to live for the uh, approval of others. And so, we, uh, but maybe today you're like, no, 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 I'm, I'm good. I live my life for an audience of one. If God's pleased with me, that is enough. But maybe if you can identify with one of these five things, maybe just maybe there, there might be something for you today in today's sermon. So here's five signs that might, uh, that might, might prove that you are living at least a little bit for the approval of others. One, you occasionally or often worry about what others think. You occasionally or often worry about what others think. Maybe you know the other day you, you, you were you know all dressed up, ready to go, and you, you had your phone and you took a little selfie. Yeah, took a, well maybe that one wasn't quite good enough. You took another one and you, you posted uh, on social media somewhere, and then you you check back twelve seconds later. No one's liked it. No one's commented. Maybe maybe maybe, maybe it's the angle. And so you're, you're taking all these different shots. And, and, well, maybe it's not the right clothes. Maybe, maybe my hair's messed up. Maybe it's this or that. Maybe you carry, we worry about what other people think or say about us. Maybe it's not uh, social media. Maybe it's uh, a, a group you're part of. Maybe it's, uh, it's your work. Maybe there's a group that you're part of and, you, and you're, you're having a meeting and you say something you worry about. Do they think I sound smart? Did, did I say it well enough? Did I say it right? Did, 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 did I do a good enough job? Do the people like my ideas? Do people like me? Maybe it's a, you know, we, we wonder, we wonder what other people th- think about us. Maybe, maybe you're overly sensitive. Maybe, maybe you're just a little bit overly sensitive to, to things going on around you. You know, as, as people walk out from, on any given Sunday, they might say, oh, Mike, that was a great sermon. Mike, that, that was that was a that was a good word. Mike, that was that, today's service was excellent. Thank you, thank you. And, then, and, and but someone might come out and they might say something critical. Maybe something you know. Maybe the room was too cold. Maybe the room was too hot. Maybe uh, there's this or that. And, and and at the end of the day, can I just sit back and, and what's the one thing that my mind's gonna be drawn to? And I'm going, Mike, that was that was helpful. That was 
or that one negative statement that I was saying, like, oh, maybe today was a failure. Maybe today we just wasn't any good. Maybe today we didn't make any difference at all. Maybe today you you, you put on a, a new outfit. It's like, hey, it's Memorial Day weekend. It's a it's a holiday weekend. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna wear uh, something new that is about the beginning. One of those unofficial beginnings of summer. I'm gonna wear a nice summery outfit. I'm gonna you put it on. And it feels good. You look good. You feel like a million bucks. And you like, and you come to church and no one says anything about it. No compliments. You know, no compliments about your new haircut. You go, oh. And you go, does, was anyone paying attention? Did anyone like me? Does anyone like who I am? Or maybe this week you sent a text to a friend and, and said, hey, yeah. And they, they like ghosted you. They just never got back to you. <laughs> Richard sent me a text. And I thought about sending it back. I, I thought, texted him like a dozen times. And this morning I'm like, I never actually physically texted Richard back. Richard comes in and goes, what? Not good enough to get a text back? Like, nope. I thought texted you the last couple of days. It just never, never got from the thought to the phone. To you. I called my friend, left a message. They're not getting back to me. Are we, are we not best friends anymore? Do they not like me anymore? Maybe, maybe, just maybe we can be a little overly sensitive. Not saying that Richard was overly sensitive. I was in the wrong. The third thing, if you compromise your values, you compromise your values. In, in, the, in the essence, in the interest of, of a, a living for the approval of others, sometimes we compromise our values. We say things we would never want to say. We would do things we know we shouldn't do. We, we, we do certain things just because we want to get the approval of someone else, something that we truly believe in, we push aside and we compromise so that others might like us. Maybe we've promised, hey, this year, I'm not going to go into any more debt. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get out of debt. And instead, we buy something that we don't need with money we don't have to impress people we do not know. And so we compromise our values because we want people to like us. Another indicator that we might be living for the approval of others is that we hesitate to share our faith. We hesitate to share our faith. You know, we, as I look across the room, I, I think we could have a 100% agreement that, that Jesus is our Savior, that he died for our sins, that, that life in him is better, that we are, have been given new life and forgiveness. That, that life is better with Jesus in it, that he transforms us and makes us new. And we all probably have a friend who we know that is lost in their sin, that is far from God, that is, that is in need of a relationship with Jesus, but we hesitate in sharing our faith with them because we don't want our friend to think that we're some sort of freak or religious person. And so we don't share our faith. So we hold on to it. We want them to know the goodness of God, but maybe they'll hear about the goodness of God from someone else rather than me. And if we're honest with ourselves, we care more about what our friend thinks about us than we care about them experiencing freedom in Christ. Finally, uh, if, uh, and this one probably will speak to many of us, that we live for the approval of others is because we have a hard time, hard time saying no. 
Someone comes up to you and they ask you if you want to do something or participate in something, help in something. And inside, everything inside you wants to shout, no, no, I'm too busy. I'm overcommitted. I'm overwhelmed. I I have too much on my plate. But yet the words you hear coming out of your mouth are, yeah, yeah, I'd love to help. I'd love to help. When when are we doing it? When's the party? When's the job? When can I? When is it? And then you walk away and you're just like, oh, right? You're just like beating yourself up and you've inside you feel this guilt because outwardly you are just like, yeah, I'm all in. Let's do this. And then inside you're going, oh, you, begin, you become resentful because you said yes. And you really should have said no. You have a hard time saying no because we don't want to disappoint people. We want to be, we want to seem agreeable. We want to seem like we're their friend, but... We have a hard time saying no because we want to please people. Why do we do this? Because our egos are incredibly insecure. Our egos cry out, like me, like me, like me, affirm me, affirm me, affirm me, be my friend. Think I'm awesome. But if we're not careful, we might miss one of the most important truths, one of the most powerful truths, one of the biggest dangers about people pleasing. So if you would, turn with me to Proverbs chapter 29. We talked about last week, Proverbs is chock full of all kinds of good stuff. Solomon writes the definitive book on how to live a good life. If you want to live a life that that is uh, characterized by wisdom, read uh, Proverbs verse after verse, chapter after chapter. Solomon just keeps giving us good stuff. Here's good tips on how to live a life that honors and pleases God. And and it's not just living a a life of wisdom just to live a life of wisdom, just to live a good life. Many self-help books, many uh, books about life have been written on such things and help lead us and guide us into that. But it's not just about living a good life here, but about living a life that glorifies and honors God. And and Solomon says, hey, the the purpose of wisdom, the purpose of knowledge is to help us to to grow in our faith in in Jesus, grow in our walk with the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. So this is what Solomon has to say about our need for approval. He says, fear of man will prove to be a snare. Fear of man will prove to be a snare. But whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. Fear of the Lord will prove to be a snare. But whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. He says, fear of man. I said, fear of the Lord, I meant fear of man. I read the wrong words. Fear of man. Fear of man will prove to be a snare. When we fear man, when we fear not having the approval of others, it becomes a snare to us. It becomes a a, a trap where we become desperate for seeking the approval of others. It's a snare. It's a trap to us. The poet John Lydgate uh, said this and is made famous by Abraham Lincoln. He said, you can please some of the people all the time. You can please all the people some of the time, but you can't please all the people all the time. Like, we, I, you know, if, if I wanted to, to please, there's certain decisions I can make that some of you are going to go, yeah, I could come up here and I could say just about anything and number of you come and go, oh, Mike, that was so great. That was awesome. That was good. I can please some people, some people all the time. I just, I know, hey, that was a good sermon, good sermon, good sermon, good sermon. Good, yeah, that was awesome. Good job, good job, good job. I can please all of you some of the time. Like, we'll say that the air conditioning wasn't turned on this morning. 
And I came in and said, man, it's going to be warm one day. I should turn the air conditioning on. All of you guys are going to go, yep. That was a good decision, Mike. We are, yeah, it's wearing time. It's cold. Maybe, ooh, the heat's not on. I should turn the heat on. Everyone's going to go, yeah, we should turn the heat on. It's cold. And so I can please everybody some of the time. We can't please all the people all the time. That is just a target, a goal that will never be met. We can never achieve that. We can, Solomon writes for us, he says, the fear of man, that this chasing after this approval is like a snare. If you're so busy winning the approval of man, it will become a snare for us. Our Hebrew word for snare is the word mokesh. And it means a trap, a snare. Literally, it is the, the hook that they would put in animals' noses to pull and lead them around. As if this fear of man, this fear of not having men's approval is a snare to us. We're, we're essentially, we have this hook in our nose. It's like, oh, do you like my shoes? Do you like my car? Do you like me? Do you like who I am? And some of you are going, Mike, I don't like you. You just stuck your finger in your nose. But we're led around. There's my right hand, so if you shake me with my right hand, it's just allergies, just to let you know. And so, as we, as, you know, if we, we go through life, and it's like if, if we are seeking after man's approval, it's like we have this hook in our nose being led this way and that. Do you like who I am? Am I, am I living up to your status, your values, what you want for me to be? Do you like me? Is this okay? And our need for approval become a snare. Another name for it, is idolatry. Another name for it is idolatry. It's searching for this ever-changing approval of man. We live in fear of man's disapproval. And we, when we do this, we take God off of his throne. God, we're just going to sit you over here for a time being, okay? Just sit right there. Be nice. And I'm going to put this person's approval. I'm going to put this group's approval. I'm going to put this, uh, this is who I'm seeking after now. This person, this group, this approval. Put them on the thrones. Idolatry. And we begin to shrink our lives. We begin to make our lives quite small and we play for a smaller audience. But what if God's dream for us is so much greater than these little audiences, these little voices, these little bitty approvals that we run after? What if he wants so much more for us rather than people that just like our clothes, our posts, our car, our phone? What if God's got a bigger plan in store? What if instead God's end game for us is to give us influence over entire families, groups, organizations? And what if the only way to step into the influence God wants to give us is to sacrifice the the approval of man and only listen to the approval of God? Maybe, just maybe, this is what is meant by have no other gods before me. Fear of man, the snare. But he who trusts in the Lord will be kept safe. See, when we choose to be consumed by others, we cannot lead them because we are following them. We cannot influence them because they're influencing us. When we care more about their approval and their opinion, they become the leader and we march to the beat of their drum. We can't influence them because they're influencing us. And if we want to be a follower of Jesus, we can't be consumed by what people think about us. 
Because you cannot simultaneously live for the approval of people and the approval of God. Craig Groeschel said it like this, Becoming obsessed with what people think about you is the fastest way to forget about what God thinks about you. Becoming obsessed with what people think about you is the fastest way to forget what God thinks about you. See, the fear of man can be a snare. Whoever trusts in the Lord will be kept safe. See, the answer for overcoming our need for approval is not to continue to chase after the approval of man, but to trust in the Lord. And we saw that word trust last week. It says trust in the Lord with all your heart. And we learned that trust is, is though, though it's similar to faith. is not talking about saving faith, but a confidence that we have in that individual, that confidence that we have in that thing. We are confident that the pew that we're sitting in this morning will hold us up for the duration of my sermon, no matter how long I talk. We trust, we have confidence that it will hold us up. When we trust in the Lord, when we have put our confidence in him, we are kept safe. No matter what the voices, the world going on around us, no matter what they may say, his voice is clear, his voice is consistent, his voice is constant. So we can't put our trust and our security in the approval and the opinions of man because they are always changing, Right? I mean, you look at, look at magazines for the last 20, 30, 40 years and what things people have been chasing after. What were the hot looks? What were the leading ideas? When we chase the approval and the opinions of man, that's an ever-moving target. And we wonder why anxiety is on the rise. Because we're trying to win a battle we can never win. We're trying to hit a target that is always on the move. But Solomon says, those who trust in the Lord will be kept safe. Because if you want to know what God approves of, you go back to his word. Unchanging. It's consistent. It's faithful. It's trustworthy. So how do we overcome this disease to please? Today, I want to give us two thoughts that if we really drive them home, if we ask the Spirit to do this deep work in us, we, I believe we can eradicate this disease to please in us. And so the first one, the first one says this. The first one is that focusing on pleasing God instead of pleasing people. We need to focus on pleasing God instead of pleasing people. And you're like, Mike, I showed up for that. Isn't that like an oversimplification of the problem that we just kind of switch our audience, that we just, yeah, I'm no longer going to try to please people. I'm going to just please God and please God alone. Is it really that simple? And though while it sounds simple in words, it's hard. It's hard because the, 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 the ever-present presence of those that we are trying not to impress, they're just, it's just so prevalent in our life. That we switch from wanting to, to live for the crowd to living for an audience of one. That we no longer live for the applause of the people, but the only the applause of God. When those around us who we once tried to impress are so close, so prevalent, so aware of, in our life, it can be hard to be consistent with this. But something that can give us peace, something that can give us peace is that we're not alone in this 
struggle. Even the Apostle Paul struggled with this. He wrote to the church in Galatians these words. He says this, am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Am I trying to please people? See, if I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. Who is Paul trying to please? Paul, hey, I, I, I can only serve one master. I, I, I will either love and follow and serve after the one or I'll despise the other. I can't serve them both at the same time because if I'm trying to please people, I cannot please God. And if you look through the life of Paul, he clearly and consistently chose God over people. Paul made the conscious decision about who he was going to please with his life. He was not going to try to win the approval of men, but only God. So if we try to please men, we cannot be a servant of Jesus. If we're not a servant of Jesus, can we really be a disciple of his? If we're not a disciple of his, are we really one of his children? Who, who are we going to serve with our life? We can't simultaneously live for the applause of the crowd and an audience of one. So what do we do? When we are faced with a decision that we know will completely alter the trajectory of our life, one of those line-in-the-sand kind of moments, where we know that after this decision, everything will be different. Where if we play it safe, we might lose our influence forever, but if we go all in with God, God might increase our influence beyond what we could possibly imagine. And in those moments, too often, we play it safe. Too often, we find ourselves holding on to the trunk of the tree instead of going out on a limb with God. Too often, we play it safe. Because maybe, just maybe, there's times when we fear the label Christian. And maybe, just maybe, we fear that we might actually succeed, that God might do something great in us and through us. See, we can't please all the people all the time, but here's something we can do. And I, if I, I truly believe if we live by this statement, we will be free. <clears throat> it, our lives will be completely transformed. See, I can't please everybody, but I can please God. Well, why don't you just say that with me? I can't please everybody, but I can please God. One more time. Let it sink in. I can't please everybody, but I can please God. Man, if we live by that statement, if we live by that sentence, what would change in our life? Can't please everybody, but I can please God. See, you might think, well, if I don't try to please my boss, if I don't try to please my spouse, if I don't try to please my friends, maybe they'll leave me, they'll fire me, they'll get rid of me. But I think if we really live a life that truly pleases God, those relationships that really matter in our life will flourish even more than those times when we try to please them and them alone. Can't please everybody, but I can please God. Paul was obviously not a people pleaser. 
He sought to please God. He didn't run around trying to please everyone with everything he's having. Just read some of the things he wrote. Just read through some of the sermons. He did not care if he was going that day. He's like, that day, today, I'm going to poke the bear. Read some of those letters. Paul did not beat around the bush. Sometimes Paul would just say the thing that he knew would light the people on fire. Be devoted his attention and his thought not to what would please others, but what would please God. And so when we devote our attention on what others think about us, that's idolatry. And it's the fastest way for us to forget about what God thinks about us. I can't please everybody, but I can please God. The second thing that we need to do is we need to live from the approval of God instead of for the approval of people. We need to live from the approval of God and not for the approval of people. When we live from the approval of God, that becomes our source. It's our starting point. We stand approved by God because we are God's children. Those of us who have accepted Jesus as our Savior, those of us who we call ourselves children of God, disciples of His, that, that we live from that approval. He's already approved us and accepted us as part of His family. He loves us. He cannot possibly love us any more than He already does because He sent His Son Jesus to die on the cross for us. When we live out of that love, when we live from that love, that, that love is our starting point, we can live a life of freedom. Because we know what God desires of us. And so when we live out of that approval, we don't have to, we, we don't have to hope that at the end of the day things go right. We know that he, we are already approved by God. But when we live for the approval of people, we kind of go in guessing, right? Did I wear the right clothes? Did I say the right thing? Did I have the right look? Did I show up at the right time? Did I do the right thing? We go in, we just kind of hoping that the things that we do win us the approval of others. And so our blood pressure rises. Our anxiety rises. It's not freedom. It's not freeing. It's anxious. It's stressful. And which life would we rather have? Life when we're constantly chasing a moving target that we'll probably never hit? We're living from the approval of a heavenly Father who couldn't possibly love us anymore. We need to live from the approval of God and not for the approval of man. Paul says the same thing to the church in Thessalonians. Thessalonica, he says this. He says, on the contrary, we speak as those approved by God. See, there we are. We're already approved by God. What are we approved by God to do? We are entrusted with the gospel. So we're not trying to please people, but we're trying to please God who tests our hearts. So when we are approved by God, he gives us the gospel. We give us, he gives us his good news. And with that message, with that mission, what are we to do? We're to go help others find their freedom as well. Instead of chasing after the approval and opinions of man, we are to help lead them into the love of God. That they can know of his goodness. That they can live out of that approval. They can live out of that freedom. They can live into the life that God has always wanted us to have. Because God who is testing our hearts, he is the one who is who, whose opinion, whose applause we ought to seek. We're not waiting for people to test us. We're not waiting for people to applaud us. Paul says, we live a life approved by God. You're like, but Mike, I still sin. Like, I don't get it right all the time. God, for those of us who are in Christ, God does not see our sin. 
He sees us standing in the righteousness of Jesus. He sees our sins washed away. He sees us dressed in pure white. And so no matter what sins we brought in with us today, he sees us washed white as snow. We don't have to try and strive to be approved by our Heavenly Father. He already loves us. He already approves of us. And he gives us his good news, his message of hope for us to share with others so that they can be set free as well. See, my worth, my worth is not based on what people think about me, but what God thinks about me. I do not live to please people. I live to please God. And the only thing that can break the power of our old and broken thinking is the power and the beauty of a new affection. And each day, we wake up and we have two cho- we have one choice to make, a choice between two options. Today, am I going to live to please God and God alone? Or am I going to shackle myself to the opinion and approval of others? Are we going to live our life out of the approval of God? We're going to try to live our life for the approval of others. I cannot please everybody, but I can please God. See, only the true love of the Father can set us free, can set us free from the snare of the approval of man. And then when we are free to be who God truly made us to be, then we can walk into his freedom and help lead others into that freedom as well. So this morning, are you ready to be free? Are you ready to burn on the altar our guilt, our shame, our inadequacies, our mistakes, our need for control, and our need for approval? See, these thoughts and habits hold us back from being who God truly made us to be. When we walk in his freedom, we'll be faithful to the gospel. The gospel of God has entrusted it to us so that by doing so, we can help people find their freedom as well. And while we can't please everyone, we can please God. In fact, we're already approved by Him. We're entrusted with His good news, His message of love. And so today, let's live into and out of his approval. Let's live out of the love of God, live, live out of the approval he has for us and help people walk into new life with him. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. Thank you that you have saved us. You've given us new life. You've given us hope that, Father, we no longer have to live for the approval and opinions of others. That we can live a new life with you. Father, we can live out of your hope. We can live out of your desires. We can live out of what you think of us and you think we are wonderful. So much so that you sent your son Jesus to die for us. Father, you don't wait for us to get ourselves cleaned up. You don't wait for us to get ourselves right. You met us where we were, where we are, a mess in everything. Father, your desire for us is so great that you were willing to save us out of the mess and mire of our life 
help set us on a rock, a firm place to stand. Father, you no longer see our sin. You see your son's righteousness. So, Father, today, would you help us to take hold of that freedom? Uh, no longer living for the approval of others, no longer living for the approval of man, no longer looking for uh, for their for what they want from us, but that Father, you would be made great in us and through us. That you would help us lead others into that freedom so that they can put aside the shackles of other men's opinion. That they can avoid the snare of the fear of man in their life. That they can avoid the snare of approval and pleasing people that we can live a life purely for an audience of one. So Father, we pray that you make us make your, yourself great in us today. That you would make yourself great in us this week. That as we go out today, you would be made great as we put our trust in you. Father, we thank you that you are one who can put our trust, our confidence, our hope. So Father, we pray that you would show yourself to us today, that we might grow in your grace, we might walk in your light, that we might lead others to your freedom as well. In Jesus, name I pray. Amen.